Howdy and welcome to the 14th episode of the Bonanza Boys. I'm your host and commissioner and I'm joined as always by my co-host manager Matt Kermis. Matt, how are you doing? Steel, doing pretty well. Uh, funnily enough, the two people running the podcast are heading to the finals in the league. So who, who would have thought? Um, well, probably both of us, but still pretty exciting. And uh, I guess we're not going to have an audience for this uh, episode. Yeah, finals week, baby. Uh, I don't know if it's just because uh, the hosts were so up to date on on the leagues happening that they're able to uh, to make it here. But uh, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, hopefully, our audience is uh, more than two. <laughs> but we'll take a look at the two matchups uh, last week. And uh, why don't you you take us into yours? Sure. So uh, this was not. This was. Uh the more decisive of the two matchups between Brandon and myself. Uh, Brandon's Cinderella story stopped, uh, came to a screeching halt in the semifinals here um, with a, a 9-1 uh, victory by myself. So um, it was, I mean, I was still, like I was still a little bit kind of nervous heading into the weekend because um, there were some, I was winning all the categories. I was like up 11 or 12 nothing at one point, but um, they were pretty close. So, you know, all of a sudden you get like 30 games on the weekend and everything switches, but it didn't, didn't happen here. Uh, and uh, excited to take the win. I think as we predicted last week, Brendan's goalies were pretty substantial factor in that loss. So we'll, but we'll get into that in a second with regards to prize banana rankings. I think this is my first prize banana. I think we talked think about so. that last week. Yeah. So Good time to be peaking. Hopefully, still on the up though. No, hopefully not at the top. <laughs> um, as I, I was three and zero against the other managers. Although I think you mentioned that Ryan and I would have been very close. Yeah, I was uh, three and six with three of the categories: uh, block shots, game start, and wins, all tied up. So um, it's always tough to do those between different matchups because you know goalies definitely more strategy involved, and in if you're going to start them or not. But uh, yeah, you would have gone three and zero. Brendan uh, unfortunately didn't have his best week here and would have been zero and three versus uh, everybody else. But it's kind of always nice when uh, you lose and and you know that you didn't have a chance on the other side of the bracket as well. So there's no uh, remorse that way. Yeah, it didn't come down to the draw. It wasn't luck of the draw this time for Brendan. But uh, so we'll start taking a look at Brendan's strong performers. He continues to prove that his early season slump was, I guess, just a, a, a fact of COVID. Um, but Mika Zibanejad continues to be on fire, ranked 10th overall in the league right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, in four games played, he had three goals and three assists with the hat trick coming on Sunday, doing his best to scare me. Uh, one power play point, 15 shots on goal, 35 face-off wins, six hits in a block. And Andre Palat as well, who probably a bit of a surprise this season. We've talked about him a few times, but in four games play, he'd also, he also had six points, two goals and four assists. He was a plus three, two power play points, seven shots, eight hits, and four blocks. Yeah, and uh, on to your side, we had a, a few guys here that we could, we could point out, but we'll start with... Uh... The podcast mainstay here, Mr. McKinnon, with uh, one goal, five assists, three of those coming on the power play, eight shots on goal, nine face-offs, and two hits. Uh, and then a, a bit of a, I think he was, a, a lot of people did pick him up right away, but uh, Sam Bennett's thriving in Florida so far. He was on a bit of a hot streak with Calgary as well. And uh, I mean, peak performance has never been the issue with him. It's been consistency, but he's put up three goals, one assist, 
uh, plus four with 15 shots on goal, 23 face-offs, and 14 hits, which has been a, a nice pickup for you. And on the goalies, uh, they all did pretty well, but I'll highlight uh, Soros here with three games started, two wins, a 2.62 and a 9.13. Uh, th- those two wins did end up being important along with the three games started, so that's why he got the nod. Yeah, I had a decent week from the goalies, and then and like McKinnon had six points in two games, so yeah, like and three power play points. That was huge. Power play points was pretty close, um, and I was a little bit nervous with him only having Colorado only having two games last week. So he's on to four games this week. So hopefully we're talking about him <laughs> in a positive light again uh, next Monday. But well, at Brendan's weak performers, uh, his team as a whole probably didn't perform to the level that he would have liked, but maybe a little bit more to the kind of average level for his season because he's been on a bit of a tear the last few weeks. Um, but I had Shea Weber here. He's really fallen off this season um, after being like a fantasy and like regular NHL or real life NHL mainstay, but four games played, no points, a minus five, eight, seven, and seven shots, hits, and blocks respectively. Travis Konechny, three games played, for the Flyers, he had one assist. It was a power play assist. And only four shots on goal, one face-off win, two hits and a block. So pretty low peripherals there. And I pretty much I swept the peripherals with the exception of shots on goal. Uh, blocks were pretty close, but face-off wins and hits were not. I had Dust, Dustin Tokarski here. He started really strong and, and scared me, to be honest, with his uh, that he lost uh, 2 nothing to Buffalo on the 20th, but he had saved 39 shots for a 951 save percentage. So I was kind of banking on Brendan's goalies, not being the greatest this week. And that kind of ended up Tukarski fell back to earth and three games started. He didn't, he didn't have a win a 4.09 goals against and an 888 save percentage. Yeah. A tough week overall for manager Brendan. And on your side, uh, wasn't really too many week week. Uh, I'll put out some maybe some worry spots here. We had Shifley. He did get two points, um, but he's also benched for I think nineteen minutes. His yeah, last seventeen game, minutes so. or something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. How, I assume he's the kind of guy that will respond well, but uh, you never know. Uh, but other than that, the team put in a pretty good performance. You could maybe highlight uh, Ryan Pollock here, but uh, he did get the seven blocks, which led the, or was close to leading the team and was was big for you. But uh, overall, great performance from your team. Thank you. It was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty strong week. Pretty excited. Uh, who, who'd you have for MVP here? MVP, I uh, had to go with McKinnon uh, just over those two games period, putting up those six points. Uh, I was thinking about one of the goalies, but realistically, all the goalies did well enough. So uh, you didn't really need one of the other. Yeah, I was kind of, if Saros had a better goals against and save percentage, I think he would have been kind of clear, but um yeah, I mean, Brendan was at a 3.18 and an 888 goals against and save percentage, and I was 2.28 and 922. So luckily that wasn't very close and then managed to take uh, wins and tie game started. So that was definitely a pretty big factor in the matchup. Um, but yeah, I went with McKinnon as well. Just two games and six points. You can't beat that production. Can't beat it. I plan to this week, but uh, yeah, you end up uh, improving a three and one in the playoffs versus manager Brendan, uh, and we'll see if you are both able or if you're able to break the streak of winning in the semis and losing in the finals. But uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. Is All it right. a streak that I'm on? 
Well, I, it's more, it's more, it, both of you guys, when you have faced in the semis, have gone on and lost in the finals. So, oh, okay. But the two of us. Okay. I thought, yeah, you between the okay, two of you. So, this, this is uh, attempt number three uh, when you guys have met in the semis. Does that mean Brandon's going to be rooting for me? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get the, uh, the roommate scoop here. I imagine, yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be on Team Steel, I hope. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll hop into uh, Team Steel's matchup here. Yours truly, uh, Ryan Top, Neil Bottom versus the Ryan O'Reilly's with manager Ryan. This one was an up and down roller coaster for myself. I managed to get the victory 7 5, uh, and it really did come down to the final game on Sunday. Uh, Columbus managing to put three past Vasilevsky and, and get me that win. But uh, I had quite the scare on Saturday with my goalies letting in a combined 11 goals combined. And yeah, that was, that was. Tick, tick my goal. I was like, oh, I could, I can handle one blowout, but uh, two, I almost was not able to. So, <laughs> and that's I, two goal. Yeah, yeah, no, two goalies giving up eleven goals. Holy. Yeah. So that was uh, not the best. It was either eleven or ten, I think. I yeah, think it was ten. Nick, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, there was an empty net. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the boys came through. Ryan didn't really have a great offensive night on Sunday, uh, whereas I got a little distance created. So. That's where we ended up. Uh, very happy to emerge victorious in yet again another championship bowl rivalry, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, next season. But I'm I'm floating high right now. Yeah, I guess when you say yet again another championship bowl victory, I think Ryan beat Ryan beat you twice this this year, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's beat me twice. Uh, he beat me twice this regular season, and then I think in finals um, or playoffs, I think we might be fifty fifty now. Uh, he's had both of his wins have come against me. His finals wins have come against me on tie breaks. I think. Uh, oh man, I know. So and he had the tie break on this bitterness. one, and I was I was just like I was gonna die if he got the goals against and the wins. So I was just gonna lose it. Yeah, but your CBJ CBJ boys came through. They did. Yeah, uh, I'll hit on Ryan Strong players here. He did have a, a pretty decent week offensively and among the other categories. Uh, started off with Ryan O'Reilly. Same thing as McKinnon, just the two games. He didn't put up six points, but he did put up four uh, with one power play point, six shots on goal, 30 face-offs, and a block. And uh, Jason Robertson, just making me regret dropping him even more. Another five points on the week here with 14 shots on goal. And uh, Kevin Fiala, another guy who got dropped from, from my team and yeah. put up three goals, three assists, plus three, three power play points, 11 shots on goal, and one hit. And uh, so, yeah, he had some good offensive performances here, uh, but that's who I had for the strong performers. Yeah, we'll take a look at your team for the strong performers. I had a few listed here as well. Uh, Sam Reinhardt, who's been playing really well as of, of late. In four games played, he had five points, including four goals, and a big three power play points with 15 shots on goal and 26 face-off wins. Kirill Kaprizov, who apparently is, there's some controversy over whether or not he should be eligible for the Calder, but um, I just heard that on the radio today. Oh, it's like a people... sweat. Cause his age... I just think some people, I think some people are just unhappy that he's going to win it. Ah, well, Something it's like, like Panarin two It is, it is like Panarin, but I, I don't know. It seemed seemed like a pretty silly argument. You can't just you can't just because someone's doing well and they're in the criteria doesn't mean like you can't, you shouldn't vote for them. That kind of thing. Like it's, it's yeah. not not a writer's place to do that. Anyways, um, in four games played, he had five goals, three power play points, eighteen shots on goal, and was good for eight hits, which is pretty stellar for him. Shea Theodore had a huge week as well. 
um, the Golden Knights rear guard in three games played. He had six points, so that's crazy for a defenseman. Uh, one goal, five assists, plus two, three power play points, 11 shots on goal, and seven blocks to go with a couple hits. And your shining star and savior in that, Matt Murray, a Hail Mary to start the week. <laughs> a Hail you Murray. Mean, you missed it. A you Hail Murray. I you. did. Oh, my goodness. It was. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to go back and record <laughs> over that. <laughs> a Hail Murray. Oh, yeah. You like that one. Um, yeah, anyways, I think we used had, that one earlier. I think Brendan picked him up earlier in the season. Yeah, I think and you probably, used, yeah, you probably yeah, used, used that line. That's why yeah. it snapped into your mind. <laughs> um, a- anyways, he's got, he had two games started and two wins with a 1.0 goals against in a 966 in a very important role for your team. Yeah, he did. He came up big on the uh, weak side for Ryan. Uh, we'll start off with a couple defenders here. We had uh, Brent Burns pointless with four shots on goal, two hits. He did have eight blocks, which was big. But uh, he had been kind of putting up the points lately and, and came up dry this week, along with uh, OEL uh, on the other side with also point, pointless with a minus three. And uh, Tom Wilson, I also had highlighted here, didn't do a whole bunch. I know they just had the two games this week. Uh, actually, you know what? I guess he had an okay skip for two games, but didn't he only put up two hits, which uh, is, is a very unlike Wilson. And in net, uh, we had Kadobin. Three games started, two wins, a 247 and an 875, which doesn't look that bad in retrospect, but he did have one start where he let in three goals in a period on nine shots, and uh, that that really hurt manager Ryan's chances. Yeah, no kidding. Ryan, after having such strong goalies all season, uh, faltering in the last week, I think, a week or two, but um, kind of just fell off a cliff a little bit here. I think he would have even... Oh, his save percentage would have lost to Brendan at least. But uh, anyways, we'll take a look at your weak players. Um, kind of hard to pick anyone like really weak who isn't on your team as a role player. I think it's hard to keep that in mind sometimes when looking yeah. at these, um, when looking at the lineups. Anyways, I had uh, Radic Faxa on here. Clearly clearly there for face-off wins for the most part, most part. But anyways, four games played. He just had the one goal and was a minus five. Um, it was a power play goal, uh, 11 shots on goal, 27 faceoff wins. Roman Yossi had a subpar week for his standards, the perennial Norris Trophy contender. I think that's right. Uh, he must be a perennial, typically, Norris uh, well, Trophy he, contender. He won, he won last year, didn't he? Or is it Hedman? Yeah, I think he won two years ago. Yeah, I think... I, I'm not sure. I think Hedman won last year. Yeah, but I, I also Hedman won last year. Hedman's like a lock this year, isn't he? So... Um, Anyways, yeah, Roman Yossi didn't have a great week. Only seven shots on goal, two hits, and nine blocks, which were important. Um, and then Sorokin and Dubnik in net. Uh, we talked about Murray on the strong side. Sorokin and Dubnik. Dubnik was two games started, one win, a 3.05, and an 8.93. And Sorokin, with just the one game started, with a 6.01 goals against and an 800 save percentage. So... I'm hoping we can get a repeat of those performances this week from Sorokin and Dubnik, especially because now Murray's out for the season or something. So yeah, Murray's uh, out. Be... Uh, Dubnik's not even getting the start tonight. So we'll see if I'm even able to get the three games started, but uh, I'll have to do some fan dangling. 
Oh, I'm sure you'll scrounge up three games started. Yeah, there's a lot of four team, a lot of game, a lot of teams playing four games this week, so should be able to find someone on a back to back. If only we had same day ads. If only uh, MVP. I went with uh, my Hale Murray, Matt Murray, as uh, I did have some stellar offensive performances from some guys, but without those goalie cats, I would have been up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah, no, I I, I went with Murray as well, and I felt. I didn't necessarily feel feel bad for Ryan because you know it's part of the game. But having uh, Kadobin let in six goal or three goals on nine shots against Detroit, like you think Detroit's a shoe in, and then Detroit ends up winning seven to three, um, and then Vasilevsky not uh, just not pulling his weight like he has all season, that would have been that would have been the difference for Ryan. So, um, and it would have been, I'm sure, it would have been even more painful for you. Would it, Ryan would have gotten into your head every time, every time you had a matchup <laughs> here on out. He's gonna beat you in some sort of crazy close fashion. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, Vasilevsky calling you up, trying to uh, clear his name there? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to hide from him right now. Even though, even though we're not live, he probably knew we were talking about him. Of course, of course. So that concludes our our look back here and. Uh, We'll take a quick peek at the third place game uh, between the aforementioned manager Ryan and manager Brendan. Uh, this will yeah, actually I'll make a be... quick mention. Quick mention about waiver moves. Yeah, quick mention about waiver moves is that Steele and I both picked up. You picked up Matt Murray on Sunday, and I picked up Sam Bennett on the Sunday, and both of them were, I think, pretty instrumental. Sam Bennett was huge for me this past week, and Murray essentially won you your week with those two two uh, games started and wins and at such stellar uh, performances. So it's never, never too late. Some people, sometimes people who seem super kind of, they don't seem that important. They can just uh, surge onto the scene. Yeah. You got to toss out the season results when it's just uh, one week only. So, um, and I'll, I'll comment on that later, but the buy has, has historically been very important to the playoff success. But uh, so we'll head into our third place matchup here, which is actually both uh, the third place and the finals are a recap of last year's semifinals, which was the first time all four of these teams had met. Uh, so we've got manager Ryan versus manager Brendan. Manager Brendan came up top last year, which was a bit of an unorthodox playoffs, but uh, I digress. So what are your predictions for this one? Yeah, so the consolation game can be pretty tough. I think you feel kind of defeated after losing your semifinal, but they still have something to fight for here. They're going to get whoever wins gets their money back. Um and I guess looking at the teams from kind of a high season level, um, they're both they're pretty tight. They're very close offensively, actually. They're tied in total goals. Brendan has six more assists than Ryan, and uh, he's got five and plus minus. Um, and then there's only a seven power play point difference. So I think the difference here, and I, I've, I'm a broken record on this, but Ryan has <laughs> like a huge edge in goalie cats throughout the season. Um, and Brendan's goalies depending on, I mean, maybe Tukarski can, I don't know, he can pull something out of his ass for this week. That would be huge for him. But um, I can't imagine Vasilevsky, you know, drags his feet for another week. So I think I'm going to take Ryan here on the back of those uh, goalie cats, hopefully holding up. Yeah, I'll, I'll hop on the other side of this one, uh, just from the the momentum rankings as well as, uh, you know, I got some faith in Markstrom and Dreger potentially putting up some good games. They both, uh, or at least Dreger has four. I think Markstrom just has potentially three. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with uh, Manager Brennan just to uh, make it interesting. 
There's no way Dreger gets four starts, though. No, no, no. But he's got the, the four-game potential. So I imagine he might get two. Um, yeah, probably. Depends on Spencer Knight's a bit of a... Spencer Knight is a wild card here. Yeah, he's a wild card. He really t- kind of throws a wrench into Brendan and I having split starts all season with Dreger and Bob. Yeah. But uh, Dreger's getting the start tonight along with Markstrom. So we'll see what happens there. And Calgary's going to ride Markstrom as hard as they can until they're they're out of it. So... Uh, works beautifully for me too because hopefully saros gets the start tonight and then i can start uh start kemper and saros tonight and bob tomorrow that's that would, that would yeah, be nice yeah i was hoping all three would go for you this with tonight can't get everything you want so uh we'll see what happens there the algorithm has this one pretty close uh but uh the peripheral categories brennan has a pretty strong lead so that that could be a, a difference maker in face-off wins and hits and potentially blocks as well it's always uh, it's always fun to see the see the constellation game. And I think yeah, it's going to be close. I say, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll head on to the matchup that uh, everybody and nobody cares about anymore, <laughs> uh, except us two here. We got uh, our final matchup: the two pod pod hosts, uh, manager Matt versus myself, manager Steele. Uh, I'm just go going to go ahead and call this for yours truly, manager Steele, uh, coming out on top for his league leading third win yeah goalies are really going to be an issue here for me uh but i'm hoping i can i can squeeze together maybe take two of them and uh go from there yeah it'll be it's going to be interesting i think that your uh, your team uh, is is pretty strong offensively so that makes me a little bit nervous because i you i think you beat me on the back of some pretty strong offensive categories when we played earlier in the season um but and like my team has been playing, they've been playing well actually in terms of scoring and whatnot. I'm stoked to get four games out of McKinnon this week. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm probably tough. probably going to need it. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think you're right. I think I should have the edge in the goalie categories if Sarah starts tonight. Kemper's been good since he came back. He's been pretty strong. Um, actually, that's mostly on the back of his shutout the other day, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be close. Obviously, I said my, I said my write-up, I was like, we don't even need to ask who each other's taking. <laughs> Neither of us is going to donate it to the other person. So yeah, I'm definitely taking myself here too. Um, looking at the season-long totals for stats, um, I have four, I have four of the, four of the skater cats and you have four. I have assists, face-off wins, hits and blocks, and you have goals plus minus power play points and shots on goal. Um, I don't, think i don't have it written i don't have it in front of me but i don't think any were particularly close but yeah i'm gonna take myself and hope that my goalies can steal me maybe at least three of those categories and then it'll be it'll be a matchup we'll be in for some fun yeah should be a good one i did a deep dive on some some playoff notes for for all four of us actually that were involved in the games last week uh so playoff record, excluding the third place game, just in terms of must wins. Uh, myself led the pack at eight three. Uh, you came in at four and two, but you did have five third place matchups, uh, which was a bunch. <laughs> so your your total record would have been eight and four. Uh, Ryan was five and three, and Brendan is three and three. So very interesting to see you there. And another stat is there's never been a champion that was not one of the buy winners. So that's oh, there you go. Very interesting, and there's only been four of a total fourteen spots uh, have been non-buy teams. Uh, I was two of them. You were one, and Brendan was one. So it seems to be very predictive of 
playoff success, which is, uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense if the strongest teams are getting the buys, but uh, pretty crazy that it's that strong. Yeah, because all it takes is one week for someone to just have a dynamite week and, you know, drive someone out of the playoffs um, who, who, who had a buy. But I guess it also gives us, it gives that person that much more time to think about their lineup and the, the schedule, the games played and everything heading into the following week while the person, the opponent that they're going to have could be picking up yeah. three people for Sunday that won't even, that, you know, they're going to have to make more moves the next week. So it really does give you a huge advantage. And I don't, I think I'm, I must have had a buy before, but uh, it definitely, yeah, you had at uh, some point. Looks like uh, 2015, you finished third, and that was with a one win, one loss. So you must have lost your semifinal uh, coming from yeah. in from a buy. Yeah, other than that, no, it's yeah. So that was that was a strong correlation that I was surprised about. Um, any any final notes before we head into some power rankings? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's exciting, and uh, you know, I think hopefully it's a good matchup. I don't I don't want. I mean. I wouldn't be super mad if I ran away with it, <laughs> but it, it would be more fun for both of us. I think if it was close, we're both sweating a little bit and uh, hopefully it's, I mean, it's always, it's, it's always close heading into the weekend. I feel like no matter how far apart it seems, but um, yeah, there's always a chance. Should be fun. So uh, we'll come in number 12. Uh, so once again, this was the same as last week. I uh, just did the top 100 over the season and the past 14 days and averaged it out with last week's results. Uh, so we had number 12 coming in with manager Mitch. Yep, and number 11, which will be a surprise to viewers, would be uh, Ryan, who just bowed out of the, or he's in the consolation game now, but he only had uh, four players. So it's four players in the, in top, the top 100, 100 and five, yeah. one in the, five in the last two weeks. So Yeah, um, or season I in think- the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so five. Yeah, so four in the top one hundred and over the season, and five in the top one hundred over the last two weeks. Correct. Which is really pretty surprising. Those are like in, incredibly low numbers for Ryan to be in eleventh and having, you know, he he didn't have a buy, so he had to fight his way through the playoffs. Um, and I mean, maybe it's maybe that's a bit of luck or a bit of you know smarts as a GM. Like maybe he's dropping some people that are have been performing really well in the last week and haven't been. Um, you know, for some other people who play really well, who knows? But yeah, yeah, obviously the surprising to see him at eleven. I think doesn't uh, keep it in. Well, I mean, he was at nine last week, so um, four and five. Like that's not even his worst stat line uh, on the season. So he did he did have a bit of a bump over the past few weeks, but he came back down. Uh, and then at number ten, we have manager Jakes. Yep, and number nine, we have manager Drew. At coming in at number eight, we have manager Jeff. And number seven, Seal keeps typing at his mic to try to trip me up, but we have manager <laughs> Michael. And uh, number six, we have our second uh, contestant for third place, manager Brendan, who had nine and five respectively over uh, the season in the past 14 days. So he also had a pretty bad uh, bad couple weeks here with performances. Um, but And yeah, I guess that 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 was the train's exhaust the the gas ran out and and he's now fighting for third yeah fully on empty um hopefully with a little bit left for this week but number five we had manager danny coming in at number four manager neil number three is matt t 
And number two, we have yours truly with manager Matt Kermis. Uh, he had eight and 10 on the season, respectively, in the past 14 days. Uh, so he's, he's come down a little from, from last week. I think he had 12 or 11, I can't quite remember, in the past 14. But uh, we'll see if the team can keep rolling. Yep, and it, that leaves just one person at number one. That is uh, yours truly, Steele, with uh, 10 and over on the season and 11 in the last two weeks, which is pretty... Uh, it shows that we're both kind of peaking 11 and 10 in the last two weeks, respectively. Um, and I can't... Man, I can't imagine the seething tone that you would be doing the power rankings with right now if you lost <laughs> to Ryan at 11 and you're at one and you're just... You're getting smacked in the face with data that says you should have won. But anyways, no point in... Uh, harping too long on something that didn't come to be so yeah um there you go the top two pe- uh, people in the power rankings are in the finals that's uh pretty some, interesting yeah some people scream bias other people will uh plug their ears but that's just what the numbers say and uh the results have followed so thanks for uh listening everybody we hopefully have a great matchup i i hope uh, some of you tune in i i know a few of you are still fighting hard in your consolation brackets But uh, good luck to everybody in this final week of the season. It's been a short one, but a good one. Yeah, it has. It'll be uh, interesting doing this podcast for however long it is, 20 weeks or 25 weeks (laughs) next year or something. But um, yeah, it's been a good season. And, you know, do the virtual handshake on uh, what we hope to be a good matchup. Of course. Uh, Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, bye-bye.